everyone. Welcome again to the FakePigskin.com podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rainbolt. I can be found on Twitter at Adam Rainbolt. With me tonight, two of our FakePigskin.com writers, Regan Yant at ReganFP and Richard Janvrin at Richard Janvrin on Twitter. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing good tonight. Doing fantastic, sir. Doing fantastic. Awesome. So uh, as we make our way through the kind of fantasy lineup, so to speak, uh, we've already completed our top 50 quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receiver podcast and rankings. And tonight we'll go ahead and tackle the tight end position. Um, our listeners should be pleased because by the end of this podcast, since we go 50 deep, there'll be a lot of names that maybe they hadn't heard of or maybe guys they may try to target in a dynasty or keeper format just because uh, we'll go a little bit deeper than, than most uh, tight end ranking lists. Um, so without any further ado, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Regan, our number one consensus tight end, uh, we do have a consensus. It's uh, Jimmy Graham, New Orleans Saints. Um, any reason to believe that Jimmy Graham shouldn't be the number one tight end going into the season? Uh, not in my book, in a lot of other people's thoughts. If uh, maybe if Rob Gronkowski comes back from injury and plays the entire season, starts game one, uh, he would probably be number one on a lot of lists. But I had Jimmy Graham number one from the start. Uh, he still had a great year last year, even dealing with the wrist injury the entire season. And uh, with Sean Payton back, Colin plays, and some of the other uh, offensive options gone from the team, I think uh, Drew Brees is really going to lean on Jimmy Graham this year. Yeah, and it seems to be kind of the what most people drafting today kind of believe. Um, our number two is Rob Gronkowski, who you mentioned, uh, the injuries – you know, dropped him on, on most of our rankings, just not very far since we're so far away from, from week one and unclear at this point what his availability will be early in the season. Um, Richard, would you feel comfortable taking Rob Gronkowski as the second all, second overall tight end? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, you got to think, even if he misses a week, he still is Rob Gronkowski, Mr. 18 touchdowns. I, I think it was something along those lines a couple years ago. He is an animal when he plays. Unfortunately, the injuries have uh, have dropped him in most people's rankings. But if you can get him in the third round now, because people are scared off of his injuries, I think that's a steal. At number three, we have Aaron Hernandez, tight end, also from the New England Patriots. Uh, Regan, you have him ranked the lowest out of our, our group of six writers at number five. Um, Hernandez hasn't been without injury injury history himself. Uh, what do you think of Hernandez's prospects for this season? Actually, I have him at two. Richard's got him at five. But uh, um, I think he's going to, as long as he's healthy, I think he's going to benefit. Uh, him and Shane Vereen are going to benefit the most from Gronkowski missing some early games. In my mind, I do think that Gronk is going to miss a couple games at the beginning of the year. I just don't think he's going to start off healthy. And with all the other new offensive talent on the team, um, we, we've heard that the, the Patriots playbook is a, is pretty, uh, complex to learn. Obviously you saw Chad Johnson couldn't learn it. Um, some other guys have had issues with it. Brandon Lloyd is, he's supposedly a really, really smart guy and he seemed lost out there sometimes last year too. So I think especially at the beginning of the year, uh, Aaron Hernandez might have a couple huge games, especially at the beginning while Tom Brady leans on him uh, as the other guys get acclimated to the offense. Yeah, most definitely. And you, you mentioned Amendola. I'd be curious to see kind of how that factors in. Some reports that he's working on a lot of you know deep routes and OTAs and things like that. So uh, per usual from Belichick, I'm 
at this point of the, of the year, we can't be quite sure what that offense will actually look like once the season starts. Absolutely. At number four, we have Tony Gonzalez, uh, coaxed out of retirement by the Falcons and really by fans of the Falcons and fans of the NFL. Just great to see Tony Gonzalez back. I have him ranked the highest out of our six writers at number two. Uh, big Tony Gonzalez fan. Uh, Richard, c- can you envision a scenario outside of injury where Gonzalez doesn't uh, kind of hold true to his previous year's fantasy production? No, even at the uh, ripe age of, I think he's closing on, uh, I think he's 36 or 37 now, he's uh, still a great uh, pass-catching tight end. Uh, um, yeah, I, I was like you said, outside of injury, I don't see how this guy doesn't finish at least top five. Yeah, and he's been very very consistent over the past few years as well, and probably one of the safer picks outside. I mean, Jimmy Graham definitely at number one, but uh, I think even over Gronkowski and Hernandez, Gonzalez may be safer than those two. Uh, number five, Regan, Jason Witten, stalwart there in Dallas. Um, started this season. If you recall last year, early in August, we were talking about his ruptured spleen, about, you know, he plummeted down a lot of draft boards. I actually picked him up late in a couple of leagues and was pretty pleased, was able to use him for trade bait later in the season. Um, Jason Witten, I mean, should produce similarly to how he has in the past. Not much reason to believe otherwise, correct? No, absolutely. I think he's kind of Tony Gonzalez light. I mean, he just goes out there and consistently has top five, top six, top seven seasons every year, too. Um, you know, everybody was talking about last year, especially with the ruptured spleen, like you had said, him slowing down, getting older. I think he's going to be 31 when the season starts. Um, you know, they even drafted a guy to replace him this year, uh, but I don't think that's going to, he's not going to step in yet and take him. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, um, what did he do last year? He went out and caught 110 passes. He went over 100 catches for the first time in his career. Uh, other than, De- other than Des Bryant, I don't see any help there. So I think we can easily, um, look for more of the same from Jason Witten also. That's, I, that's why, I, I mean, I have Matt third this year. Yeah, and probably, probably, I mean, one of the more fun guys to own just because you can pencil him in outside of the bye weeks or maybe a really, really tough matchup in shallow leagues. I mean, he's he's going to be very consistent in your lineup. Absolutely. He, he, he gets his consistent targets. I mean, him and Tony Romo have that rapport. Richard, the Super Bowl losing San Francisco 49ers will return with Vernon Davis at tight end. We have him ranked number six overall in our top 50 tight end rankings. Um, I know some differences of opinion how he performed with Kaepernick as quarterback versus Alex Smith and, you know, the emergence of Michael Crabtree. Um, With the Crabtree injury, should we look for Vernon Davis to be more productive than he was last year? I would think so. I mean, if you look at it, who else do they really have to throw to? I mean, there's guys like A.J. Jenkins and so on and so forth, but I think out of um, all the receiving options, um, I think Vernon Davis is probably close to Anquan Bolden, don't get me wrong, but I think Vernon Davis may be the most reliable. I think he's a freak of an athlete. Um, I'm always kind of confused as to why I don't utilize this guy in a much more um, in a much better fashion. I, I think he could easily be a top five tight end at the end of the year with the Crabtree injury. Seeing Crabtree might be on until week 10, 11, or 12. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and, right now I have him at seven. Yeah, and, and Vernon Davis has shown that in flashes. I mean, there have been games, multiple touchdown games, multiple hundred-yard games where you, you look at him and you say he definitely has the talent or ability to be in that, you know, the top, ultra-top tier, mm-hmm. which we've kind of already passed. I mean, 
uh, probably out of the top four, those will be your your super high scoring. If you look at projections from different different sites or different sources, um, the drop off tight end really occurs here in this you know six seven eight range, and you're, you're kind of looking at a different level there. Uh, Regan number seven, the Super Bowl champion, Baltimore Ravens returned Dennis Pitta at tight end. Um, we all kind of had him ranked similarly, which makes him our number seven tight end overall. Hey, you know what? I'll actually let Richard talk about Dennis Pitta also because uh, he's the Baltimore guy. Good call. Richard? I love Dennis <laughs> Pitta. No bias there, I promise. I think he's great, especially with uh, all the receiving options that have, like Anquan Bolin, who's gone now. And the only real receiver that we have now is Torrey Smith. And Dennis Pitta, obviously... Uh, stepped up huge for us last year and I think that his role is only going to increase with Anquan Bolden being gone. I definitely think this guy have a 70 catch season this year. I, I love Dennis Pitta. BYU will love him. Noted. Duly noted. <laughs> uh, Regan, we'll have, you, we'll have you take on number eight uh, Minnesota Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph. Um, fairly productive last year with Christian Ponder at quarterback, and obviously the offense was pretty. Sh- I mean, obviously the run run side of the ball is very strong with Adrian Peterson's with the year he had. Um, what should we look for with Kyle Rudolph at the tight end position? Well, you know, I really struggled with this one after I had done my rankings and I sat and thought about it because uh, other than red zone looks, he really wasn't that productive. He had under 500 yards receiving on the season. Um, they added Greg Jennings. They drafted Cordero Patterson. Is he going to get those red zone looks? I mean, everybody knows what's going to happen between the 20s. They're going to hand off to Adrian Peterson. Peterson's going to get him to the red zone. If he doesn't hit a home run, who's going to get the red zone looks? Will it be one of these other guys now, now that they got some wide receivers? Or uh, or will uh, Christian Ponder still rely on Kyle Rudolph? I left him at 7 because I do think... Uh, I, I do think that they'll still use him in in the red zone. We'll see what happens. You know, I mean, I, I still think he's a he's a viable red zone threat. So, and if he's catching touchdowns, he's a he he's a fantasy menace. So we'll leave him there for now and see what happens. Yeah, and some of the guys that we'll mention in the later teens and twenties are guys that uh, that play on teams that have dual tight ends. Um, John Carlson appears to be the backup in Minnesota. Definitely not a fantasy threat. Um, but but you're right. Just how much opportunity is Kyle Rudolph going to get in that offense um, r- really remains to be seen. Uh, number nine, Richard Greg Olson, formerly the Chicago Bears, been with the Carolina Panthers for a few seasons. Uh, we have him ranked as our number nine overall consensus uh, tight end. Yeah, uh, but uh, real quick, I just want to touch on Kyle Rudolph. Uh, like what Regan said about the red zone stuff, yeah, not much other than that. Um, the thing with them is that they always said that, you know, you can't teach tall. That's true. But you also can't teach a horrible quarterback how to be good. And Christian Potter <laughs> anyway, Greg Olson. Uh, but anyway, Greg Olson. Hey, Balt- I, yeah. Baltimore taught uh, Joe Blacko. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to move on to Greg Olson. We'll take, right. we'll take that one to Twitter. <laughs> the second receiving option definitely in Carolina I think he's just going to produce the same type of numbers that he does every year with Cam Newton you know top 8, 10 tight end range he's a solid guy 
Um, I've been seeing him go in like the 11th, 10th round in some mocks. So he's the type of guy who I'd kind of be comfortable waiting on a tight end for because he he's uh, I mean like he's a mid late round grab and um, he's going to produce the top eight, top ten numbers. As we hit number 10, Regan, uh, if you're in a league that has allows you to play a flex that includes a tight end, you're probably, outside of the tight, top 10 tight ends, you're probably going to be much better suited with a wide receiver 2 or, in some cases, even a wide receiver 3. Um, in this case, we're looking at Jared Cook from St. Louis as our number 10 overall tight end. Yeah, I guess they call him a tight end, even though he never lined up in the tight end spot. was never asked to block uh, when he was in Tennessee. Um I, I like I like him in in St. Louis. The uh, the only reason I mean I got him at eleven, and you know only one guy has him higher. Um, the only reason I didn't put him in the top ten is because I just don't like Sam Bradford. I and we'll see how again just like the just like Kyle Rudolph, we'll see how that offense goes and how, how uh, will uh, Jared Cook be the uh, the crutch for the checkdowns to Sam Bradford or is he going to rely on guys like Tavon Austin and you know Brian Quick and stuff like that um, it's another one of those ones it's a it's a what if there, the potential's there I think Jared Cook's a solid solid athlete I think he's a great tight end and he's in a better situation than he was in Tennessee but uh, I'm just not a big fan of Sam Bradford so we'll see what happens yeah, always interesting when you have a you know second year for Jeff Fisher there in St. Louis, but when you have a, a former NFL coach from one team you know join a new team in a different city, he'll kind of bring some of those same guys, the same cast of characters from his previous team, and that's definitely what we see with Jared Cook. So Jeff Fisher definitely sees something in him, whether that's going to be a blocking tight end or kind of a jack of all trades, or it's really kind of unknown at this point. But they really haven't had much share in St. Louis at the tight end position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number 11, Richard, a uh, guy who's been on this list for many, many years, Antonio Gates for San Diego Chargers. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely definitely a top five tight end potential. Just been humble, uh, just been, uh, you know, hurt over the past couple of years, you know, the plantar fasciitis injury. And um, I definitely think that he can be top five cable, like I just said. Uh, the depending on how Philip Rivers is too, because Philip Rivers hasn't been that great over the past couple of years. Um, I like, I do like Antonio Gates. A little bit of risk, but I, I think I'd be comfortable with him as my tight end this year. Yeah, and even though they have a change of coaching staff there, I mean, it's pretty evident what Gates is capable of, even at this advanced, at his quote unquote advanced age. Uh, just depending on. Uh, his health and also kind of how they tailor the scheme um, to do that with Philip Rivers at quarterback. Uh, number 12, 12, Regan Owen Daniels, tight end, uh, Houston Texans, has often been one of the top receiving targets there just because they haven't had much outside of uh, outside of Andre Johnson and, you know, Kevin Walter and those types. Um, yeah, how do you feel about Owen Daniels? Oh, well, I know how you feel. You have him ranked 24. Uh, you have him ranked as your 24 uh, 24th tight end, so I guess that's yeah. pretty apparent. Not a not an Owen Daniels fan, not a fan of the Houston offense. Uh, Matt Schaub, well, what, no, what you got? I'm a Gary fan. Of, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Houston offense, and I, I know Daniels went for over 700 yards and six touchdowns last year, but I think it was out of necessity. I mean, everybody was hurt, you know, or or stunk. I mean, Lester Jean, you know, come on. Uh, I think they got some help there. I think Ben Tate's healthy, and you know, Ben Tate's can excel in the passing game. 
um, you know, taking up, take, taking some passes, and and I think they're still going to be focused more on the running game. And Andre Johnson's coming back. They brought in the rookie DeAndre Hopkins. I, I I don't know. I'm just not as big of a fan as most on Owen Daniels. So, yeah, that's why I got him at 24. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll uh, take a look at this at the end of the season and kind of see how it all shakes out. Uh, Richard, number 13, uh, tight end from the New York Giants, Brandon Myers. Um, taking a look at the Giants' depth chart here, he definitely the clear number one behind the rookie Adrian Robinson, Bear Pasco, and kind of a cast of other other guys there. Um, the, the the Giants have, have used the tight end some, maybe not as much as some of these other higher powered offenses. But uh, do you have anything to add on Owen Dan- or sorry on Brandon Myers? Well, as we saw last year, uh, you know. With uh, the Oakland Raiders and uh, that crappy quarterback that Arizona has now, Carson Palmer. Um, <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> uh, he did. Not, he did not well. Not <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Eli. He's 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 a he's a pretty good quarterback. The last time I checked. Uh, so I, I think Brandon Myers will do well. I think he'll have similar numbers, but it's tough. You know, they got uh they got guys obviously Hakeem Nix and Victor Cruz. Would take away the majority, if not almost all, of the targets. But I think there'll be still be some uh, some uh, some catches involved for uh, Brandon Myers. I do like him. Yeah, and we'll actually stay with you, Richard, at fourteen because we'll save fifteen for Regan. Uh, number fourteen, uh, Chicago tight end Martellus Bennett. Um, kind of along that same mold, right? I mean, a guy who should get a fair amount of targets in Chicago. Uh, the ability to kind of be physical, out physical the defense. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Martellus Bennett? I like Martellus Bennett as a player, but like Kyle Rudolph, I hate Jay Cutler. I hate him. <laughs> I think he sucks. So I think I have my quarterback rings at like 27th or something like that. Jeez, uh, poor guy. I'm glad he got his money, but fantasy-wise, he, uh, I, don't I don't think I can do it. Fair enough. Uh, Regan, number number 15, um, let it be known that Regan has been on the Rob Hausler bandwagon for some time. If you guys want to join up on the bandwagon, he'll save you a seat if you tweet at him at Regan_FP. Get on uh, get on board while it's cheap. Number 15, overall tight end, Rob Hausler. You have him ranked as your eight highest tight end. Thoughts on Hausler? Why do you think he's going to perform at that, that type of level in 2013? Well, you know, you know, we've we've heard this whole time since uh, since Bruce Arians got hired by Arizona that uh, Bruce Arians doesn't like throwing to the tight end. But you look at the numbers last year in Indy. Um, Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener combined for 71 catches, 802 yards, five touchdowns. That's top 10 territory for a tight end. Rob Hauser's not splitting reps with anybody as the receiving guy. Uh, Jeff King is going to be in there strictly, strictly to. Uh, Block and everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody knows that. Now, Grant and in this little tidbit, when uh, when Rob Hauser was coming out of the draft, um, Bruce Arians actually was looking at him as a wide receiver, not as a tight end. So he already had his eye on Rob Hauser even back then when he was with Pittsburgh. Um, so and and Carson Palmer's propensity the last year, especially last year, throwing to Brandon Myers. When he gets in a hole and he's in that garbage time, 
he's going to toss it to that tight end. That's his little check down. That's a safety valve right there. And Rob Hauser's a stud, man. I mean, what he's 6'5", 250 pounds. He runs a sub 4540 for that big of a guy. He can manhandle a defensive back. He can outrun a linebacker. You know firsthand, you watched the games last year too, how many times was he open on the seam route? Almost every single one of them. And the ball to him. Yeah, our guys just couldn't get the ball to him. Our quarterbacks held the ball too long, and I don't think Carson Palmer's going to do that. Carson Palmer has a quick release. He's got one of the quicker releases in the NFL, and Rob Hauser's just going to continue to develop. If he can learn how to pass block this offseason, he's not leaving the field. And they said yesterday a couple different guys were live-tweeting from uh, from FanFest yesterday from the first open practice that he, they lined up Hausler all over the field in all different spots, not just tight end. They had him at tight end, they had him at the X, they had him at the Y, and they had him at the Z. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be, uh, definitely be curious to see the way it plays out. The, the things you mentioned about the indie tight ends that Hausler has that those guys don't is NFL experience. He's been in the league for, uh, was this his third season, correct? This is going into yeah, his third year. Yeah. Third year, so he's definitely has NFL games under his belt, which Kobe Fleener and, and you know those guys definitely did not. So, uh, yeah, it's it's noted that you're a, that you're a Hausler fan, and you know you've been pimping him a lot on Twitter. So we'll me, me and Chris Gooden, yep. me and Chris Gooden, we were the two hor- the first two horses to hitch to that wagon. Yep. And so uh, get on yep, it. If you guys want to join up, uh, go ahead and tweet at Regan at Regan <laughs> FP. Uh, shifting gears here, Richard, uh, our number 16 overall tight end, Brandon Pettigrew, um, battled injuries a little last year in Detroit. Um, not as fantasy productive as one would hope. Um, maybe 2013 will be a little bit different. Geez, I hope so. I mean, this guy is just a headache. He's got all the uh, intangibles, if you will. Another guy, 6'5", 265 pounds. He's only 28. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. 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 I'm hoping Pettigrew does something because it's been years now. People have been saying Pettigrew, the next, you know, stud tight end. Well, let's see it. Last year, 59 catches, 567 yards, and a few touchdowns. Not exactly great. Uh, so. Uh, me personally, I do I do have him pretty high in my rankings. Uh, like I think yeah, thirteen, the highest out of everybody except for uh, John. But I uh, I would not be comfortable with this guy as my starting tight end. Um, yeah, uh, he's been a headache. <laughs> yeah, and this this kind of goes to show that if you miss out, I mean, if you miss it, the, the top four guys, you're definitely gonna have to take very early in a draft. Um, if you miss out in those mid-level guys, these are the guys you're going to end up with. You're going to end up with the Martellus Bennett's, the Brandon Myers, the Brandon Pettigrews. Um, number 17, Regan, Dustin Keller, kind of the same same boat there as well. Yeah, I actually have him high. I put him at number 10. Um, but that, that, that's, like just, that's just your belief in Miami's offense, correct? No, not necessarily. I think he's, I mean, he had a couple decent years in New York. Um, he showed he had some talent there. He, I mean, everybody knows the situation in New York. He just, Mark Sanchez sucks. I mean, here, let's go back to, uh, um, Richard's love affair with Jay Cutler and, uh, and, uh, our talk yeah. about, uh, Christian Ponder earlier. It's the same thing. He had a crappy quarterback. And of course, I'm higher than most, um, on Ryan Tannehill. And I think that, uh, Dustin Keller's going to turn into his safety valve. Um, I can see, you know, I can, 
Dustin Keller, if you think about it, they're they're running kind of that that hybrid, that Green Bay offense is what they're trying to run. Um, and I think I, I think Dustin Keller can do every bit as much as uh, as Jermichael Finley has done in Green Bay, and he's got better hands. Yeah, Richard, number 18 is Jermichael Finley. Um, I'd almost put him in that same class of Brandon Pettigrew, just a guy that you've expected to truly break out. I know he's had some, obviously, better seasons than he had last year. Um, this seems like the right spot for him. I, I had him ranked a lot higher just because I'm very confident in Green Bay's offense. I feel with Greg Jennings, um, you know, d- departing from Minnesota, that Jermichael Finley have a little bit bigger role in the offense. I have him inside the top ten, um, whereas no one else is even close to that. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about Jermichael Finley uh, for 2013? Uh, well, top ten. Uh, might, you might uh, need to go get checked out because that's a little uh, high. <laughs> This this guy, uh, this guy, another guy who sucks. Um, I don't I don't like him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I'm very I'm very stern with my analysis. Did you guys here. ever see that? Did you guys but, ever see that? Well, let's just take a quick time out. Do you guys ever see that show, The Critic, with John Lovitz, where he was it was a cartoon and he was a movie critic, and he would always say, yeah. "It stinks." <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what Richard's channeling right now. Here, here's a guy. He, uh, he sucks. That's awesome. That might be. You might want to get that put on a shirt, man. That's a catchphrase. All right, sorry, but we could go back to this. So, Jermichael Finley, he sucks. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at my rankings here. I'm at 16. Just, just because I just want to knock him down a couple of spaces. I just, I can't stand the guy. Uh, you know they're gonna. I think they, I think it might have been last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they gonna release him at some point? Yeah, there was word that they were. Gonna, yep, there was word that they were going to get rid of him at the end of this past season. Yeah, well they should. So. <laughs> end of the analysis. Uh, this is awesome. All right, this is great. Moving along, number 19, uh, Jordan Cameron, the rookie tight end out of Cleveland. Um, I forget where he was taken in the draft. I know it was pretty... Is that actually his second year? Oh, second year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Jordan yeah. Jordan Cameron. Um, do you have any thoughts on Jordan Cameron, Regan? Yeah, I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I've um, almost tapped out here. Uh, John, John and I got him pretty high. We both got him at 16. He's stepping into a perfect situation. He's stepping into a North Turner offense. Everybody knows that North Turner likes his tight ends. Um, and the, the kid's, uh, he's pretty athletic. He's 6'5", to an, uh, another 6'5", 250. Um, great runner, great route runner. And like I said, he's stepping into, he's stepping into a perfect situation. The rest of their tight ends kind of stink. Um, and he's already running with the first team. He's going to be the starter, and he's kind of like the uh, the tight end du jour right now for everybody else. He's the one everybody's talking about. You know, while I'm on the uh, the Hausler wagon, everybody else is on the Jordan Cameron wagon. Um, but I do have him pretty high, actually. You know, like I said too, he's stepping. Like I said, he's stepping into a great situation, and he should have a pretty decent year, also. Yeah, we have no reason to believe that NFL offenses will tail off in their use of the tight end in 2013. I mean, we haven't really seen much. The zone read actually still keeps um, the tight end pretty productive. Um, <laughs> number 20, I know Regan mentioned him earlier, Richard, uh, tight end Dwayne Allen from the Indianapolis Colts. I like Dwayne Allen, uh, another another big uh, athletic guy. You know, we, we all thought that when Indy drafted the two tight ends, 
uh, Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen. I think everybody thought that Fleener would be getting the majority of the looks from Andrew Luck just because of their college relationship. But I think Dwayne Allen's the guy there in Indy. I definitely see a top 20 finish for him. Um, maybe a bye week fill-in, but probably nothing more than that at the end of the day. But definitely, definitely a pretty solid option. Yeah, especially as Andrew. He doesn't suck. Yeah, it doesn't suck. And uh, definitely as Andrew Luck progresses as an NFL quarterback, too, you know, some of these guys he'll kind of bring along with him and their stats will improve as well. We've seen that time and time again with young quarterbacks. Uh, Regan, I think with, I, go ahead. Hold on. Yeah, I, go think ahead. With, I think with the change in offense, too, they're going to that Stanford set, too, mm-hmm. with uh, Pep Hamilton running the offense. Um, he might he might be even more productive in that offense, too. Interesting. Uh, Regan, number 21, Jermaine Gresham, uh, Cincinnati Bengals tight end. Uh, loved him at Oklahoma. He's been pretty good in the NFL so far. Again, just depending on how you feel about uh, Andy Dalton. Um, Jermaine Gresham, one of those guys that could sneak into finish the season as a top twelve or you know top fifteen tight end, definitely, right? No, no, <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> to, to, to quote the great Richard Janvin, he sucks. I am uh, um, not a fan of Jermaine Gresham. Uh, I, I see a couple other guys are. Uh, I'm not. I actually have the rookie Tyler Eifert ahead of him in the rankings. I, th- th- there's a reason that they drafted Tyler Eifert in the first round, and you got to take that into account. There's, I mean, Grisham's kind of been disappointing to me. Actually, he's had one okay season, and that was when Carson Palmer was with the cor- was, was the quarterback. Uh, he hasn't really done much since then. And like I said, you don't draft a tight end in the first round if your tight end serviceable. Uh, Richard, number 22 in our overall top 50 tight end rankings, uh, Fred Davis from the Washington Redskins. Is, it, is, is, his, is, uh, his, he, yeah, is his low ranking just a product of some of the off-the-field issues he's had and the injuries, do you think? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that's probably what influenced my ranking the most. Uh, it's kind of a basket case. Decent talent. For sure, um, but yeah, I think the off the field things and the suspension and stuff like that—I don't know. Those kind of guys would be the wrong way. I would not be comfortable with them. Obviously, you see, I'm at 32. Now, if I have Jermichael Finley ahead of him, then yeah, <laughs> that's saying a lot. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm staying away. Uh, Regan, a guy that you've mentioned several times on this podcast, and I know you talked about him a little bit on Twitter too. Number twenty-three, Indianapolis Colts tight end Kobe Fleener. Um, are you know with Dwayne Allen at twenty, Kobe Fleener at twenty-three? Um, bit of a coin flip with either of those two. Yeah, you know it's kind of funny because Kobe Fleener was was you know the the tight end of the day last off season, and everybody thought, oh, well, Andrew Luck's teammate, he's coming into a perfect situation, and. I mean, what did he have? 200, 250-something yards receiving, that's it. And was clearly outplayed by Dwayne Allen. Nobody nobody saw that coming. Um, I, like I just mentioned a little bit ago, I do uh, I do see more production for both of them coming with the Pep Hamilton offense. They kind of play a lot of two wide receiver, or two tight end sets there um, in that offense. And I can see them both being a little bit more productive. But I'll take Dwayne Allen over him. We get our number 25 tight end uh, in our fake pigskin top 50 tight ends is Heath Miller, uh, tight end from Pittsburgh. You know what's funny is uh, 
as I was doing my rankings, I got him at 27. I just kept leaving him out. Um, and then after I got done with the rankings, I sat there and realized last year Heath Miller was a top 10 uh, <laughs> last year. <laughs> I kind of felt bad, but I just can't see moving him up yet with the injury and stuff like that until he comes back and proves he's healthy. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen. We, we, you know, obviously we'll touch up on these uh, on these rankings throughout the off season, but uh, for right now, I'm going to leave him where he's at. Uh, he could move up, like I said, in the off season uh, once he proves he's healthy. Yeah, and as we uh, kind of go through uh, number 26, Jacksonville tight end Mercedes Lewis, uh, 27 Seattle tight end Zach Miller, 28 Denver tight end Jacob Tammy. Um, I've had Mercedes Lewis in the past, and that hasn't worked out too well. Uh, there were times when he showed flashes and looked like he could be a premier guy, but that definitely hasn't materialized. Well, you, you know, I think that's uh, all because of the quarterback there. Um, you know, uh, hey, in Minnesota, at least Christian Ponder can find uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Lincoln Haber can't even get a hold of Mercedes Lewis. So the, he... I know you have him. You have him pretty high. You got him in top twenty. Um, we'll, we'll see if uh, I think that whole offense in Jacksonville. If Chad Henney ends up winning the quarterback job, there's a couple guys on there that I can see fantasy viable other than Maurice Jones-Drew. If I if Blaine like that, Gabbert, I feel like that's what I was counting on. <laughs> yes, exactly. If Blaine Gabbert wins a starting job, um, I mean it's abandoned ship and. Uh, number 27, Zach Miller. I really like Zach Miller. I got him 20th. Um, he really started to show, to show some rapport with uh, Russell Wilson, especially in the playoffs. Um, I think his two most targeted games were the last two playoff games that Seattle played in. He had a game, uh, uh, four catches for 48 yards, and in that final game in the playoffs, he went off for eight catches for 142 yards and a touchdown. If they can build off that in the offseason, especially with the other additions, they'll take some pressure off Zach Miller in the middle of the field. And uh, I can see him having a pretty decent season, too, and see him moving up that list a little bit also. And Jacob Tammy, I mean, definitely the the main tight end there in the Denver offense. Should really expect him to do have a performance similar to last year. No, I don't think no. so. I think uh no, not with Welker added. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody somebody's targets are gonna get lost in that offense and we talked about that with the wide receivers. Who do you think is gonna get cut? And, you know, we think that it's gonna be the tight ends and, and Eric Decker, Decker is gonna Decker's gonna see a little bit of drop, but I think the tight ends most are gonna see a drop. I think you can see a lot of three and four wide receiver sets now coming out of Denver instead of uh instead of having the tight end even on the field. Number 29, Delaney Walker moves from San Francisco to Tennessee. Uh, does he move the needle at all for you here with the no, tight ends? No. no nothing. Uh, <laughs> Brent. He, 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 he's a glorified blocking back. Um, people people in San Francisco say he's got some talent, but uh, I, 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 I just don't see, I don't see it happening there. Yeah, our rankings definitely reflect that. Uh, number 30, Brent Selleck in Philly. 31, Scott Chandler in Buffalo. And number 32, one of... Sanchez is actually most dependable targets for what that's worth. Tight end Jeff Cumberland. Yeah, exactly. You know the one I really would, I really want to touch on is Scott Chandler. Scott Chandler had a couple decent games last year and uh, had a couple decent games the year before. If he can stay healthy, um, you know we'll see how that offense goes. But uh, you know that that you know I'm high on Doug Marone, and you know if he learned anything from uh, Sean Payton, it's valuing that tight end spot. And if he can stay healthy and prove that he's healthy, he could uh, he could he could have a good top twenty season also. 
Yeah, and you mentioned the injury history, just another guy who's kind of had those <laughs> continual dings. Uh, see that a lot season. in tight ends. Yep, for sure. Well, if you look at what, what they're asked to do, too, it, it definitely makes sense. Uh, number 33, Joel Dreesen, also in Denver. Not really fantasy relevant, as many of the guys we'll discuss here. Um, Ed Dixon in Baltimore and Luke Stocker in Tampa Bay. Well, you know, Luke Stockers, he that that's one of the ones that you got to think about Tampa Bay. That uh, tight end position there is unsettled. Is it going to be Luke Stocker? Is it going to be Tom Crabtree, who they signed in the offseason from, from uh, Green, Green Bay? Bay? Yeah, exactly. So you could see one of those guys moving up a little bit, depending on uh, who wins the starting job. I think Luke Stocker's pretty much an unknown, and Tom Crabtree. I mean, yeah, he's had a couple good catches, but uh, he was catching those passes from Aaron Rodgers, so. We'll see what happens with Tampa Bay. Uh, 36, Tony Scheffler, Detroit Lions, just a guy who always seems to make the roster every year um, in the NFL, just a, a, a decent NFL tight end, but not for fantasy purposes, not there. Uh, 37, Tony Moiaki, uh presumably healthy in Kansas City. Uh, when healthy, was fantasy productive a few seasons ago. Um yeah, I remember you liked him. Uh, <laughs> I remember he was a he was a draft pick of yours in the yeah. last last time we played in the league together. For sure, uh, Scheffler. Um, you know when he 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 always seems to catch a touchdown or two when you're not looking. He's an okay bye week player. Um, we'll see what happens with those two. Number thirty eight, Zach Ertz. Uh, he might end up being the starter in Philly uh, over Selleck. He's a lot more talented, um, and again, nobody knows what's going to happen in Philly. We have three Philadelphia tight ends on this top 50 list uh, just simply because nobody knows what's going to go, what's going to happen in that offense. Yeah, and depending where they're ranked, I mean, Ertz definitely a lot of upside as a as a rookie tight end, just kind of the unknown. You, I, I'd be curious to go back and look. Gronkowski or some of these other guys, their rookie or where they ranked in preseason tight end rankings. Um, probably def- definitely not where we're talking now, but much lower than where they finished the season. Um, you mentioned Ertz, uh, number 39, Travis Kelsey from Kansas City, and then 40, James Casey from Philly, and 41, Anthony Fasano, also from Kansas City. So all three Kansas City tight ends represented here in the late 30s, early 40s. Um, just not a lot of fantasy relevancy from uh, the Kansas City tight end position. No, and I mean, Andy Reid's coming over. Um, Brent Selleck had some fantasy relevancy, but the reason all three, I think, the reason that all three Kansas City tight ends made the list is because, again, it's an unknown. We don't know who's going to start. Moyaki is injured right now. Kelsey's a rookie. For some reason, they signed Anthony Fasano. Um, who's going to start there? Who's going to be the, you know, who's going to take over? If, if Moyaki's healthy, uh, Obviously, I think we all think he's going to be the starter, but uh, does Travis Kelsey beat him out in training camp? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't even say really worth noting because from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, maybe in deeper leagues or dynasty or something like that, you might look at a guy like Travis Kelsey. Uh, Number 42, David Osbury, Oakland Raiders tight end, and 43, Gavin Escobar, uh, who was kind of a favorite at the Combine uh, tight end in Dallas. Uh, maybe a super late round flyer protection for Jason Witten uh, in Escobar. Richard, Richard, are you back? I think so. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Talk, talk to us about David Osbury and Gavin Escobar. Talk to you about David Osbury. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. Way, to, way to set him up, Regan. 
I'll take a crack at this one. <laughs> he, he and he and I were talking about it when, well before we started the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. If you're in any format, I don't care if it's a 40 team league, if you end up with this guy, quit. There's my analysis. <laughs> hey, to be fair, he does lead all current Raiders tight ends in receptions with nine in 28 games. <laughs> He's a beast. The second coming of Jimmy Graham. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> This poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Gavin Escobar, anyone? Tight end Dallas Cowboys at 43 overall? Well, like, you mentioned Gavin Escobar already. Like you said, uh, he was kind of the... He he was a uh, uh, scouting combine uh, surprise. And obviously Dallas is going to eventually need to replace Jason Witten. I don't think it's going to be this year, but I think that's a perfect situation for Escobar to learn from. He's going to learn from one of the best in the league. And, uh, you know, hey, grab him this year while he's low and stash him. You know, two, three years down the road, he's going to take over as a starter in Dallas. And, uh, I mean, who knows what the offense is going to be like? Who knows who the head coach is going to be? Who knows who the quarterback is going to be? But, you know, he's got all the measurables to be a starter in this league. Yeah, yeah, 6'5", 254, uh, taken in the second round by Dallas out of San Diego State and just, by all accounts, had, definitely has the skills to be an NFL, uh, quality NFL tight end. Absolutely. That's one of those guys that you grab late in the in the rookie draft and just stash him on as the as the last bench spot on your roster. Yeah, I may actually look for him too. I have uh, I have Gronkowski in in one of in my ten, one of my ten keeper sixteen team uh, dynasty leagues. So a guy like that might not be a bad move if I can pick him up late. Uh, number forty four, Washington Redskins, Jordan Reed, uh, forty five, Regan and Richard. Both uh, we mentioned uh, Tampa Bay in the offseason signing Green Bay wide receiver. Tom Crabtree, um, a guy who was kind of boring, but he wasn't a bad bye week replacement, and especially in larger leagues over the past couple years. Okay, let's start with uh, Jordan Reed. Who and Tom Crabtree? Nice tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but both of these guys, take it away, Regan. What's with <laughs> They suck. (laughs) 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 Hashtag they suck. Uh, I I, I think in Washington, um, you know, if Fred Davis can't lay off the pot. um, Who's Jordan Reed? (laughs) (laughs) If if Fred Davis gets in trouble or hurt or whatever he always gets into, um, Jordan Reed's going to be battling Logan Paulson for the starting job. So, <laughs> one one of the two of them's gonna end up being fantasy viable. Uh, it, it it it's one of those late another late round flyer that you can stash and hopefully you score on. Yeah, a flyer that'll crash <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Regan forty six, uh, St. Louis Rams. Lance Kendricks has been kind of the uh, mainstay at tight end there <laughs> in <Hey>. St. Louis. <laughs> Hey, how about you talk about Lance Kendricks? You're one of the only guys that ranked him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't breathe. 
All you viewers out there, I hope you're enjoying this. This is what happens when you rank 50 tight ends. <laughs> exactly. Oh, All right, 50. Grab Garrett. He's in Texas. Never okay. heard of him. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here. We'll finish this up real quick. Lance Kendricks, blocking back. He's not even on <laughs> this depth chart I'm looking at. <laughs> Garrett Graham. Yeah, what do you mean never heard? <laughs> you you ranked him thirty nine. Uh Benjamin Watson, only fantasy viable if Jimmy Graham dies. <laughs> Jake. Okay, okay forty nine Jake Ballard, I'll have you know, in a sixteen team, twenty five man uh IDP league. I actually have him on my IR, so uh I may be the only person in America that owns Jake Ballard. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even rank him. <laughs> And, uh, hey, Richard, take it away, number 50, Logan Paulson. <laughs> the fight in for the starting, uh, starting tight end spot of Fred Davis smokes crack again, <laughs> Logan Paulson. Probably the nicest hair out of all the tight ends on this <laughs> list. <laughs> but he's spooky for a reason. <laughs> if you have Logan Paulson on your fantasy team, what the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. So this is easily the most fun podcast we've done so far. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was awesome. So really get your tight end early if you're looking for one of those elite guys. Um, if you miss out on a top ten guy, you're really going to be playing kind of tight end by, by uh, committee um, with any of those guys that we have ranked in the 20. Uh, anything else to add, guys? Uh, Regan? No, you know what? It, 25 through 50 are only fantasy viable. If uh, you know, if, if you're in a dynasty league, you're gonna grab some of those rookies. That's it, and stash them. Um, and maybe a, a couple of these guys might hit. You might get lucky for a game or two on the bye weeks, but uh, for the most part, you know, gra- grab uh, grab one of those top twenty-four tight ends. You'll be happy you did. Well, that yeah. being, s- you go ahead. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, going over these rankings here, I, I definitely am going to get a tight end a little bit uh, a, a little bit earlier. I'm not going to wait because half of these guys, unless they unless somebody else is abducted by aliens, they ain't touching them. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'd lose my mind if I ended up with Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So. Well, Definitely then, get a top ten tight end. If you well, don't, you're screwed. <laughs> well, if, you, if you've enjoyed our podcast, be sure to follow these guys as well as our other writers. Uh, Richard, uh, always a pleasure. At Richard Jarvin on Twitter. Uh, give you him, always give screw a, up his name. I know, it's so hard. Give, give him a follow or at least a hashtag if he sucks. Um, Regan, <laughs> a pleasure as always, pal. Until next time. Absolutely, man. We'll Just see you guys next Jordan week. <laughs> I'm, Adam, I'm Adam Rainbow. Thanks again for listening. Good night.
no friend of mine, so I don't like Marky or the Monarchy. Don't start me up like a Rolling Stone, I'll leave you soaking like Macaulay Culkin on Malone. So get a grip like Steven Tyler. I used to trip with the Divine Styler. Back in the days, there were Irish waves and Irish laws. Stand up for the cause. When it's time to rock a funky joint, I'm on point. When it's time to rock a funky jam, I'm the man. When it's time to rock a funky joint, I'm on point. When it's time to rock a funky jam, I'm the man. When it's time to rock a funky joint, I'm on point. When it's time to rock a funky jam, I'm the man. When it's time to rock a funky joint, I'm on point. When it's time to rock a funky jam, I'm the man. I'm the man. 